1: eagles zach Gersh has caught a game winning touchdown like five seconds ago already had the recording set up had my laptop open the mic ready this is seamus clancy from the bleachers the eagles are back baby oh my god that that was like the first two and a half quarters was the end of everything that was like I had talked before on the podcast over the last couple of weeks, just because there've been so many stinkers in the row that I was at a different level of embarrassment than I can remember as an Eagles fan. But at the same time, I didn't think it was necessarily as embarrassing as the dream team year or Annie's last year where they went, what, four and 12 in 2012, or in 2015 chips last year when they went seven and nine, it was agonizing. You hated all the dudes on the team. And I didn't think this year was that bad, but during those first two and a half quarters They're losing to a 2-10 team, Eli Manning, who now has a losing record for his career and should not, under any circumstances, make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I thought they were going to lose that team. I thought this team didn't have any fight in them whatsoever. They were going to roll over and die like a dog with no dignity. Carson Wentz said, I wasn't born to die like a dog. I was born to die just like a man. Titus Andronicus for you, baby. Holy sh— I'm not allowed to say that. Holy crap. Great Scott. Boston Scott. Look at all these unsung guys. Greg Ward had a great game. Greg Ward better than Nelson Aguilar. Greg Ward. Sign him five-year extension. Let's go. Boston Scott. Bring him back next year, baby. Woo! I can't believe they won in overtime. I'm just like... But during that drive, it wasn't one of those, like, eternal dreaded, like, I felt like they were going to win the game. They were playing this 2-10 and 10 team. Carson had looked good the entirety of the fourth quarter. He was rolling. Greg Ward dropped that perfect throw from Carson. His best throw of the day, of the night, whatever you want to say. J.J. Ortega Whiteside came along, ha- came alive, had a couple targets. That great contested catch he made down the sideline, it would have been a defensive pass interference or an illegal contact penalty anyway. But J.J. came down with it. He showed some energy. He showed some life, some vivacity that's been missing from him for his entire NFL career so far. The Philadelphia Eagles, and what should have been an easy win, which should have been a comfortable win, that you could just relax and chill at your house and drink a couple beers and relax and went to bed early. Stuck it out to overtime, and they won. It doesn't matter. They won. Doug Peterson, who was a little cowardice this game. I want to say he's a little cowardice. That punting from fourth and whatever at midfield earlier in the game, I didn't like that. He seems like I would have went for two earlier in the game when they were going to tie it at, uh, what, 17? I would have went for two. Just won the game. Get the two yards, win the game. But overtime, Doug's play con was spectacular. Spectacular play con from Doug. For guys missing his juice this year, who has not had the same juice he had in 2017, and did not have it last year either. That was big. That was like a momentum building thing. Just like it reminds me. I'm not saying they're going to go on a Super Bowl run or anything crazy, but I think they're going on a playoff run. It reminds me in 2017 when the Eagles played a team that like a, they played the Jake Elliott game. He kicked the 60 61 yard field goal to win the game week three 2017. The Eagles weren't looking good. They they won against Washington in week one. They stumbled in week two in Kansas City. In week three they had an up and down performance against the Giants team that ultimately wasn't very good. They only won two or three games that season, just like this Giants team is going to do right now. But what happened in a clutch situation? Carson Wentz stepped up, made some fantastic throws down the stretch. I think back to that throw week three, 2017, uh, right before Jake Elliott's field goal, that fantastic out that uh, Wentz threw to Alshon Jeffrey, that uh, put them in remote field goal range for, for Jake to knock that through. And then I think that went. Wentz was fantastic on that last drive. Doug's play comb was awesome. That little pitch toss to Boston Scott, the screens, that inside misdirection to Miles Sanders for a big first down to get him into the goal-to-go territory. That is the same play that the Eagles ran back in the 2017, I guess you could call it 2018, like January 2018, divisional round playoff game against Atlanta Falcons where they ran that inside misdirection with Nelson Aguilar for a huge game. Doug pulled out of the back of his playbook. That's what I've been calling for all season, Doug. Go back to that January 2018 playbook, that February 2018 playbook. Get things going. Get your juice back. Get it back. We're back, baby. Whoa. Oh, my God. I'm going to wake up the neighbors. It's 1140 p.m. local time, South LA. My name is Seamus Clancy from the bleachers on the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation radio. Who's ready for me to do a from the bleachers podcast during a playoff week? I don't know if I can contain myself. Whoa. I'm sweating up a storm. Oh my God, I had to rip my Alshon Jeffrey jersey off in anger. Like, not literally rip it, just I'm sweating, I'm in my house, I'm standing up, I'm crawling on all fours, I'm getting sweaty. Take it off, just go in t-shirt and hat. I can't do it right now. That game was the entirety of the Philadelphia Eagles experience. You had optimism going into it. You thought you were going to cruise to an easy victory. You're going to put yourselves back on the map to a playoff run. Now, I will say this before. Before I get too ahead of myself, the Eagles are going on a playoff run. And you should join us, the Bleeding Green Nation Radio, Bleeding Green Nation, the website, at Pistola del Sur on Broad and Pashunk in South Philly. Fantastic Mexican place. Pistola's has these couple locations in the city. My favorite place to drink at, Pistola del Sur. We're going to have Marg Specials. Dallas sucks beers. Who doesn't want to drink a beer called Dallas sucks? Is that not the best named beer of all time? Come out with us. Watch the Eagles crush Washington. That's the only team the Eagles have really crushed this year is the Washington you know what? So come out. Hang out with me, BLG. We'll get trash, Drink some margs. Eat some nachos. You know, don't hog the nachos that have all the meat and cheese, though. Don't do that because the restaurant has a rule against that. But come out. Hang out with us. Watch the Eagles get back to 500 and then get ready to trounce. Dallas in week 16. Oh, my God. We're back. Oh, my God. I do that like little subscription newsletter. I'm sure some of you guys are aware of it. Patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. And I was thinking in my head at halftime like, wow, I'm going to have to start writing this newsletter in the fourth quarter. I usually write it when I wake up super early, like six, seven o'clock in the morning before work, my nine to five job. But I was like, I'm going to start running in the fourth quarter because this teams they screwed themselves. This game sucks. I'll start running again and I'll be able to chill in the morning a little bit. But no, they just clawed and inched their way back in. The complete Philadelphia Eagles experience where you thought they were going to blow them out and then they started – played like absolute crap and then – they just kept inching, 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 inching the right back into the game like Frank Reynolds going through that catch, squeezing his way back in. But then usually those games with the Eagles, they crawl all the way back in just to fall back off. The, the Philadelphia Eagles are Sisyphus and the Rock is the rest of the NFL inevitably falling down upon them. But this game, Carson Wentz said no, and he rolled that boulder all the way to the top of that hill. Clutch. Clutch. Has he been the most clutch player throughout his career thus far? No. Going into this game, he had, I believe, five career game-winning fourth quarter overtime drives. Two of them had been against the Giants, and now three have been against the Giants for six total in his career. Carson Wentz looked like, I'm not going to say like 2017 Carson Wentz, but he had his mojo in the end of that game. He had gotten a rhythm a little bit, even static, but he did so with the worst slop collection of skill players that I've ever seen for the Philadelphia Eagles At the end of the game, they had one healthy wide receiver. Uh, Jay Jaw went off the field on that in overtime. So they had one healthy wide receiver with three healthy running backs and three healthy tight ends. They were playing 22 personnel at the end of the game. Oh, that's strike to Ertz. That's classic. That's classic wins. That's 2017 wins. In the red zone, doesn't matter what down it is. You know the Eagles are scoring in the red zone. And Zach Ertz is going to run a fantastic route over the middle. Carson Wentz, quick strike, touchdown, birds win oh my god what a time to be alive party is saved blg just texted me the party is saved baby i've been texting with casey parker the guy from pistola we're just so excited that we can go to this party next week come by guys if you're in philly you want someone to watch the game come hang out with us it'll be a blast now the game means something we're doing it baby we're doing it big time defense played okay i mean the giants offense stinks eli did well earlier uh, Ronald Darby played like absolute trash, trash can defense. Sidney Jones, when uh, who got who got banged up at the end? One of their D backs had to go out. I don't know if it was Mills or I can't even remember. I'm so like adrenaline rush. But Sidney Jones came in on the last the last time the Giants had the ball in the field before kneeling. Like the last time they were actually in a real drive, not when they kneeled but at the end of the fourth quarter. You know, Sydney had that – his first play into the game had a gigantic pre- pass breakup on third and three. It changed everything. The Eagles got the ball back and they ran some time off. Yeah, they didn't score in the end of the fourth quarter but prevented the Giants from scoring. Sidney Jones, one play. One play makes a difference. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, one or two plays make a huge difference. These guys, they've gotten zero from over the last two years. Two second-round picks, they've gotten absolutely nothing from over the last two years. Each made a big play tonight. That helped them win. If it wasn't for those plays, they would not have won the game. Oh, Howie Roseman, yeah, I'm I'm still in like I hate you mode. But those guys had one saving grace tonight. Die another day, Howie Roseman. You saved yourself a week. I was ready to come on this podcast and be like, I need to be black. Black Tuesday tomorrow. Mike Rowe needs to be gone. Guys need to be cut just to show that you have some authority, that you're not going to take this bull Oh my God, I'm not gonna be able to sleep. It's 11:46. I don't know. How I'm going to bed. I, I my alarms for like six, whatever in the morning and I, I don't know. How am I gonna sleep? All I'm gonna think about is going to some playoff tailgate. If the Eagles made the playoffs, you know I'm throwing a big tailgate. You know I'm gonna be out there and you better be there too. Crushing shotgun and beers with me, eating some cheesesteaks, some wings, a scrapple egg and cheese sandwich in the morning. We're doing it. Wild card weekend. I will be there. The Eagles will be there because they are winning the division. I'm back, just like I'm so crazy, and I, I'm just so up and down in my life. Like not like I'm having like trouble, just my mood is just like I'm all I'm fluctuating all over the place. That's just who I am. That's my personality. I live with it. It's the best part of me. It's the worst part of me at the same time. The Eagles encapsulate that. And tonight, where I was just like, I was just numb. I wasn't even like depressed about the game or sad like, oh my god, our season's over. Like my usual bit. I was just numb. I was like. These guys didn't put up a fight. I don't even want to get my – get worked up over them because they don't deserve for me to get worked up. But their backs were against the wall and I mean their backs have been against the wall for it feels like a month or two now. But the backs were like – their back is against the wall and they're climbing the wall backwards. That's the position they were in and they said, you know what? Let's give them all we got. Screw it. Balls to the wall and they did it. They came back and won. Again, the Giants are an absolute dog trash. Dog poop, dog crap team. But it win's a win. They needed a win. They need their, as as Booger McFarlane and that guy Joe, I don't even know his last name in Monday Night answer. Those guys effing suck. They're terrible at their jobs. Imagine me doing Monday Night Football. You know what they should do for these like primetime games? You can't do it for every single game. You can't do it for the Fox and CBS games. For the national games, you should have, be able to have a feed. That's just a local guys for one. Of, like you should have like the national crew. And it'd be awesome if ESPN, they do, they do this with like, you know, the big bowl games for like the, you know, it's not, not the BCS anymore, but the college football playoff where they have like, oh, this is the Clemson broadcast. This is the Alabama broadcast. This is the analytical podcast. The analytical broadcast. This is like the young, like hip millennial. How do you do fellow kids broadcasting? It'd be great if like, you know, there was just a booth and it was like two Eagles fans. Like me and some other like diseased freak were just calling the game. And it was just like on, I don't know, like ABC and six in Philadelphia, just screaming about the game. I would love that. Even if it's not me, if it's, it's two other ding dongs, I'd love it. I'd listen to it. I can't listen to those two idiots ever again. I'm glad that was the Eagles only Monday football game. I don't ever hear those guys speak again in my life. Oh my God. Let's pull up. I'm on my, like, I tell you, I'm recording. So. I had this little like, uh, my spare bedroom, in my apartment. Uh, my girlfriend actually got this like nice desk for me to be able to write here, do my podcast I do a, I do a Sixers podcast called the News Lance. Check that out if you're a big Sixers fan with Philly Voices, Kyle Newbeck. But I'm kind of like making this a little bit of a home office for myself for all my like freelance Johns. So I had it all set up at the end of the fourth quarter. Like, oh my God, if if they do like, if they win, I'm running in here. Like not checking Twitter, hugging my girlfriend, screaming for a touchdown, and then immediately coming here and recording because I want to bring that energy immediately on here because that's my thing. Like, you know, what is what are the different Eagles podcasts? You have, you know, beat the classic BGN radio with BLG, Jimmy Kempsey. They're the beat writers. They're two of the best beat writers on the entire city, and they're giving you the ins and outs of what's going on inside the locker room, what's going on with the team. And you have Kist and Solak, two guys who know more about football than almost anyone on the planet, breaking everything down in terms of X's and O's. I have my niche. I'm, I'm just the crazy guy. I'm the guy who's passionate, the guy who's oozing emotion. And what better thing to do immediately following a win like that than to come out screaming, screaming, how about them? How about them, Eagles, after a win like that? I'm, my, my volume on this mic is probably so through the roof. My apologies to the, the esteemed Michael Kist, our fantastic producer slash X's and O's maestro at BGN Radio who's going to edit this for me tomorrow morning. Probably be up, I'm sure you're listening to this, like Tuesday afternoon maybe. I don't know, Wednesday afternoon. I don't know when it's going up. All I know is the Eagles won. Eagles won, baby. Eagles won. Boom.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is...
1: Carson Wentz, when's the last time he threw for over 300 yards? 325 yards, 33 completions on 50 attempts, 6.5 yards per attempt. Not very good. Two toddies. what's the most important stat. I'm an analytics guy, but I like to – like I'm an analytics guy. It's funny. Like I'm pro analytics, like DVOA, all these stuff. I'm pro – you know, I'm pro, I'm progressive. I want the team to be as forward-thinking as possible. And for a while, the Eagles might have had the most forward-thinking front office. But at this, term, at this period in time, they certainly do not. But at the same time, my brain is like this, like, classic, like, crazy, deranged South Philly guy. I scream at the team. So you would think maybe I don't care about stats, but I do. But ultimately, the most important stat of the night, Carson Wentz, touchdowns and overtime, one. Eli Manning, touchdowns and overtime, zero. Eagles win, baby. Oh, my God. So they're six and seven. And Dallas plays. So it's L.A. at Dallas. For a 425 game. Ooh, at 425. So the Birds play at one. They play at four. I hope they're shown in TV in Philly. It's got to be, you know, a national game of the week on Fox, I would think, with those two. They're marquee teams for sure. Oh, man. Come the Pistolas then. We'll watch the Eagles smash Washington at one o'clock, and then we'll all root against Dallas at four o'clock. And then maybe the Eagles are going into the Week 16 matchup as favorites at home with a better record. I know it doesn't ultimately matter, like, the Eagles need to beat dallas regardless of what dallas does next week but it's funner it's so fun to watch them lose oh my god what a game what a game yeah let's go back to the box score boston scott jordan like people are saying like oh we should sign jordan howard extension right this is why you don't sign a running back to an extension they didn't need him like could they have used jordan howard nine no, certainly but they got clutch Contributions from Boston Scott, Bo Wolf of the Athletics guy. Whenever I think of Boston Scott, I certainly think of Bo Wolf. Now I'm, I'm all in. He seemed like he made those plays in the fourth quarter in overtime. Those were, dare I say, Darren rolls like, as the little guy, Juki. He had some juice. Who had the most juice tonight? Boston Scott definitely leads the team in juice above replacement, jar. That's my new stat. Take that analytics, guys, from a South Philly guy. Here's my new stat: jar. Juice above replacement. Boston Scott has infinity jar. He had 59 yards in the ground, 10 attempts at Tutty, and six catches, 69 receiving yards. Oh my God! Give this guy the game ball. Great Scott! It was Marty McFly for Halloween two years ago. It was all it was all destined. Now we got Great Scott himself, Boston Scott. It sucks. His first name is Boston. We we ran we uh like rides Dallas Goddard for having a first name Dallas, but having a first name Boston's like not that much worse. It sucks, but guy came up with clutch plays today. It was great. Boston Scott, baby. Oh, my God. Jay Ajay, kick it at the curb, pal. It's the Boston Scott and Miles Sanders show. What a game. You know, i have been hard on Doug this year. And there was stuff where, like, early in the year, I'm thinking, like, was it Frank Wright? Is it all Frank Wright? Frank Wright lost to the Dolphins, too, this year. Like, Frank Wright has lost to some stinky teams. Stinky. Frank Wright has lost to stinky teams this year. Yeah, his quarterback retired before the season. But let's not pretend the Colts are, like, 15-0 or something like that. Doug, how Doug got his groove back. Oh, again, they played a crap team. The Giants are 2-11. and They were at home. They were favored. They should have blown them out. But they got the momentum rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. Alshon Jeffrey, two targets. Zero. Is Alshon like, I have no idea the extent of his injury. I have no extent the idea of the extent of Lane Johnson's injury. Those things are huge. We could talk about them later in the week. But right now, man, look at the guys who had catches for the Eagles tonight. Zachary it's Dallas got it obviously two pretty good tight ends to say the least Bosco Josh Perkins who got activated today entered training camp as their fourth tight end behind Richard Rodgers and then ended up being their third receiver for most of the game guy went from the fourth tight end to the third receiver has that ever happened in the history of the NFL I don't know maybe in like 1947 where every player's position was like Quote-unquote, end. Everyone played end. I don't even know what that means. It wasn't even the same sport. So Josh Perkins, five catches, 37 yards. Greg Ward had some juice. He dropped, oh my God, the best throw of the night. He dropped that from once. It should have been touchdown. I would have ended the game earlier. Uh, Ortega White's had two catches, 29 yards. That one catch was a long of 22. Could have been a season changer for him. Could have got his confidence back. He's never been the same. He hasn't been on the field. He's been in the doghouse since that drop. It's a tough catch, but he's a contested catch champion as he was made out to be in the NFL draft the pre-draft process. I mean that's like the momentum builder for him just like it is for Carson Wentz or Doug Peters and anyone else on the team. Having a play like that can just change your perception of yourself, how you view yourself to your as how you think your teammates view you, how you view yourself as a player, your self-worth, how you think you contribute on the field. How do you think that you can affect the way the coaches think about you? Now they have confidence in JJ Ortega White side so saying, "Hey, this kid made a great catch." Clutch situation. Season's on the line, essentially. He came down with a great catch. Let's get him some run. Looks like Alshon. I I don't know. He could be gone next week. They need to add someone to the team. I don't know who's available. Jordan Matthews back? I don't know. Oh, what a team. They're nuts. I hate them so much, but that was so much fun. That just sums up the Eagles for me. I hate them so much, but it was so much fun. It's like a toxic relationship. The Eagles are a toxic relationship. I like they didn't have to kick an extra point over time. I hate it in the end of the game. Like if they if the Eagles won on like a walk-off touchdown, they would have had to kick an extra point, I think, which is like the dumbest crap in the world. 23-17. I don't know what the line was. I think it was like eight something. So they didn't cover. But I don't care about that. I don't – I don't. If you're betting on the Eagles at this stage in the game, this stage in the season, you have a serious problem, pal. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, God. What time is it now? Eleven I'm going to wrap this up by midnight. So Eagles won. Doug – Great play calling down the stretch in overtime. Got some 2017, early January 2018, February 2018 juice back. Carson stepping up in the pocket. Made some great throws improvising earlier. Avoided contact, QB hits, pressure well. Moved around, maneuvered in the pocket well. Made some tough throws. Sometimes they didn't land because of the receivers themselves. Made some huge throws that converted. Most of all, that game winning Throw to Zach Ertz in overtime. Bosco comes alive. Bosco the guy that they're I worked for the Philadelphia Daily News for like two years in college. So you know people complain about the mainstream media, but I will always love the Daily News. They had they always had great back page headlines. And I would bet you any amount of money in the world. Not that I have a lot of money. Any amount of money in the world that the back page headline tomorrow is great. Scott, they're great like that. Love the Daily News. Birds win overtime. Um, my adrenaline is through the gosh darn roof right now. We're back. We got the energy back. George Costanza. I'm back, baby. That's how I'm feeling right now. So to reiterate, next Sunday, come whenever you want. Pistola del Sur, Broad and Pashunk and South, really like half a block away from the Snyder stop on the Broad Street Line, River in the City. It's convenient to get to short Uber from wherever you're at. Right next to the beautiful Pashunk Avenue, East Pashunk. Come out there. Giving away a bunch of t-shirts. Might have some other contests and giveaway. Hang out with me. Hang out with BLG. Hang out with my dad. And just get let's get drunk. Watch the Eagles win. Watch the Cowboys lose. And watch ourselves go on a playoff run. I'm going to end this podcast the way I started it. How about them Eagles? Seamus Clancy from the Bleachers. Go Bleeding Green Nation Radio.